I'm Andrew from the Dad.io podcast. Life supplies the inputs and we supply the outputs. Part of the Going to Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other fantastic and amazing geeky shows at goingtogeeknetwork.com. You are listening to PopX Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. Captain's Log Supplemental. PopXCast. Hasta la vista, baby. Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. I am your host, Lindsay Badger, your favorite geeky oki, and we'd like to welcome everyone joining us live in the popx.live chat room and anywhere else on the internet you might be seeing this to come on over and hang out with us. At, join the conversation at, get, at popxcast.com. If, you, if this is your first time tuning into popxcast, Make sure you hang around for the first 20 minutes or so because we run down some of the latest headlines in geeky news since we've our last show. And then we dive into the show's main topic about halfway through. And you need to stick around for all of the geeky goodness that we Indeed. have planned that's coming your way. And you know our main hostess with the... Or you're not a hostess. You're a host. I'm a, I can, I can be either. I can be either. It depends. Joe Burt, how are you tonight, sir? <laughs> what's up, Lindsay Badger? How how are you doing, my dear? What's, what's new in Oklahoma right now? Oh, man. It is back to school week. And it's been a struggle to get routines back on track. But you know what? It's looking pretty good. Looking pretty the good, kids huh? kids love what they've got going planned for the year, wow. so I'm a happy mom. That's awesome. I am a happy well, mom. I mean, are you celebrating? <laughs> I did celebrate, actually. First day of school, as soon as I dropped them off, I went straight to the grocery store and bought a bottle of wine. You did not. I did. <laughs> and then I, I put that sucker in the fridge, and at lunch with my oh, sandwich, geez. I had a glass, and it was just, that's, the whole house was quiet. That's so rad. For hours. That's and so rad. And I didn't rad. even know what to do with myself. <laughs> I didn't even know what to do with myself. I was like, all right. I have well, all this time now. What, is it 3.30 yet? Where do I, where do I go? <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, it's been great, though. Well, awesome sauce. And I am your host, Joseph Burke. Thanks, Lindsay Badger, for the amazing, uh, unworthy intro. But I am Central Florida's seasoned comic book nerd and retro enthusiast. Now, I want to say, be sure to head over to Google Play or iTunes after the show and click on that subscribe button. And be sure to catch up on some amazing shows from our PopX archive. And while you're there, we certainly appreciate you showing us some love and leaving us a beautiful, glowing, radiant, jubilant five-star rating and review. Yes, it looks like a caramello bar. Exactly mm. what Mike has on the screen right now. That's pretty I, amazing. I love caramel stars. I do, too. I, I, I take them in all flavors, but caramel's up there. Oh, my gosh. And uh, if you guys missed last a couple of weeks ago, we did episode 100. Yes, that's right. PopX cast officially has turned 100, if you can believe that. that was it was an amazing one. show, by the way. And I just want to say hats off to all of our amazing fans who subscribe and listen faithfully each and every week here on PopX cast. Thank you guys so much. You guys are rock stars. You, but you guys are the real heroes. You guys are the ones that make it happen. You're the mayonnaise to my BLT. Maybe. 
I don't know. Anyway, I digress. So uh, be sure to <laughs> check out that podcast, and you can always find all that stuff over on our official website at popxcast.com. Well, Lindsay Badgey, are you ready to throw down some news this week? Oh, we should probably address. We're missing a fourth host this week. I'm feeling a little incomplete. I know, I know. We probably should should say let you know Austin is not feeling very well tonight, and he's like, man, I I, I, I want to be there so bad, but hey, send up some positive vibes to our my cousin, Mr. Austin Burt. Healing juju. Yes, yes, yes. To- send it into a rocket and into outer space, and maybe it'll land right on his head. I don't know, but we can always be hopeful, right, Lens? Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, so we'll send some love to you, Austin. We love you, man. We miss you, and we hope to have you back here on the next episode on 102. Well, all that said, here is Pop X News coming to you right now. Don't go nowhere. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is Pop X News. What in the world? Coming to you live right here on popxcast.com. Oh, for our audio podcast listeners, if you guys do not watch the PopX live stream, you are missing some beautiful, glorious Mike Ippolito love right now. The dude is amazing. I love you, Mike. This is my favorite part of the show. I know, it is. It's one of my favorite parts, too. All right, so this week, <laughs> kicking off the news this week, this weekend marks the 50th anniversary of the legendary music festival Woodstock. Now, the three-day event festival was host to performers such as Jimi Hendrix, Santana, The Who, Janis Joplin, and The Grateful Dead and is considered the pinnacle of the summer of love culture in the late 60s. Now, unfortunately, due to differences between the promoter and the venue, there will be no official Woodstock anniversary concert. Now, several artists, including Santana and the Doobie Brothers, will play live at the original Woodstock location in Bethel Woods, New York, but this and other tribute events can't call themselves Woodstock or even the Woodstock experience, because if they do, they might just receive a cease and desist order from the Woodstock founder himself. Mm. I think all yes. hippies everywhere, hearts are broken. Yes. Do they're you, not getting to celebrate such an iconic event in yeah. history. Yeah, I, I didn't attend Woodstock. Well, I didn't attend it either. I, I, I saw it on I saw it on 8, eight millimeter though. <laughs> My parents didn't either because, you know, yeah. that's that, that's just not what they were into. But, they, I mean, the the event itself is so iconic and, yeah. and it represents such a great era of music and the artists that were alive. Yeah. It's really sad that you can't celebrate such a milestone with some of the original artists that aren't going to be around much longer, ladies and gentlemen. People Very true. Get up in age. And I, I'm thankful that even some of these people are still performing. Yeah, very true. Yeah, Carlos Santana <laughs> is still rocking the rocking the frets, man. He's doing what yes. he does. So that's awesome. So um, my favorite part, I think, of Woodstock was the Mud Monsters. Remember the Mud Monsters? Yes. Yeah. All right, Lindsay, carry it on, girl. All right. Well, this one's a little sad news, too, but in a different way, I guess. Uh, Krypton, I remember the hype about this show whenever it first came out. Um, They have acclaimed the acclaimed sci-fi series that was centered around the adventures of Superman's grandfather 200 years in the past, unfortunately has been canceled after two seasons. This comes in spite of the fact that Lobo, played on the series by Constantine veteran Emmett Scowen, has been expected to get his own spinoff series on the network. It is possible that the story threads from Krypton could be picked up on Lobo if it goes to the series, goes into the series, especially since 
the season two finale, which aired earlier this week, we saw Adam Strange and Seg L preparing to follow the main man into space. That seems unlikely, though, uh, as the report indicates that Lobo is dead at the network, too. So it's still kind of shaky on, well, on any of this actually coming to fruition. On the, on the flip side, it's a good time to catch up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you guys haven't seen this yeah. show, I've, I've heard good things. Yeah. It, it, so. it, again, though, it goes back to something that we've discussed here many times on PopX Cast. Oversaturation of the market, market of comic book shows. All, it doesn't matter how hardcore a fan you are, you're not going to be able to catch up. You're not going to be able to see everything. And I did, however, finish The Boys this weekend. That is one that I had. I hear The Boys is pretty hardcore. Well. I hear it's. I thoroughly recommend it, but not with your children. That's what I've heard, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's pretty gory, right? It's very gory, and it's very adult. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Very adult. Ugh. Okay. Sorry, totally off topic. Well, <laughs> I know. It's, it's all good. I mean, I watched The Walking Dead, but I mean, there's no, like, you know, adult parts. I there, guess. It, I don't know. Anyway. It, there's mature rating for a reason. In all oh, reasons. Oh, okay. Tips. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving on with the news. Back in 1982, Filmation debuted He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, an animated series based upon Mattel's He-Man action figures. Now, while the series ended in 1988, it never had a true series finale. But thanks to Netflix and the original Masters of the Universe is getting an old school comeback. You heard us right. At PowerCon 2019, filmmaker Kevin Smith announced that he is the executive producer of Masters of the Universe Revelation. Smith will also be the showrunner while powerhouse and creative mind behind Netflix's Castlevania series, which is an amazing Netflix anime series, will provide animation. According to Smith, the series will be the direct sequel to Filmation's Masters of the Universe that we've been waiting for. Holy Wait, you, cow. you hear that? You hear that? That is the true cry of joy from all geeks around yeah. the universe. Yeah, behold. The, At once. On this day, many geeks cheered. We rallied. I felt a little rumble there. You know. I felt something. That there was a little bit of, uh, you know, I think. Oh, man. You couldn't have picked a better person to, to head up this project and kind of steer it in the right direction. Kevin Smith is your true iconic right. geek of all geeks. Right. And if anyone's going to bring He-Man to justice, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith has got so many arms in the fire lately, and it's actually a really cool thing to see and witness because he is just doing so many things. They've got the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which I hear is going to be a very red band, hard R rating. Um, but uh, it's just really cool to see what he's doing. And I've said this before on Pop X, what he's done during the latter years of Stan Lee's life and legacy, mm-hmm. and just being an advocate for Lee during, you know, literally Smith was the one that pulled Lee out of the conventions because Lee was just, he has a heart for fans and he couldn't say no, but his health was failing. Kevin Smith was a huge part of pulling out Stan Lee. During that. He was a yeah. guardian angel for Stan Lee. And so I think a lot of us fans of Marvel fans and fanboys and fangirls alike will always be very thankful for Kevin Smith for what he did during Lee's final years. So Good guy. yes, indeed. All right. All well, right. Some extra news here. Earlier this week, CBS and Viacom announced plans to merge, which means that you're going to have the reunification of these two companies is going to make 
Star Trek television and film rights come together for the first time Wait, in what? 15 years. Trekkies, I think I heard another rumble. Wow. The Trekkies just got up off of their couches and said, hallelujah. That is two <laughs> major franchises right there. That is some massively huge news. Wow. Um, some already wonder if this could lead to a new era of, for the, the Star Trek franchise, reclaiming its spots in the upper echelons of the modern fandom. Yeah, the upper epsilons, yes, if you will. epsilons, just yes. the levels of yes. greatness. Yes. <laughs> and what that means for the creative side is yet to come, but uh, since Discovery, Star Trek's tie-in materials such as Star Trek Online, the Star Trek novel series, and the IDW publishing Star Trek comic books have all been increased coordination in attempts to keep all of the storylines consistent. Which mm. Thank you for anyone yes. who decided to do that. Hashtag continuity. And with the Star Trek film and television back under the same roof, <laughs> this could happen for both those pillars of the franchise as well. That may be a long way away, but there's no longer any reason that any of the characters from TV can't run into the characters from the movies. Wow. So Star Trek fans will have to wait and see to see what Viacom CBS plans for Star Trek. But in the meantime, we're just going to keep our little lamp lights of hope alive because the future looks great. <laughs> for the well, Star this Trek. is such good Trek news. Land. This is such good news, Lindsay, for Star Trek fans and myself is included because I have, I've, I've shared this with Austin on the Pop X cast. My father introduced me to Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes, I remember us talking about that. And... I mean, so many times my dad would would literally just have me um, just we, we would be on Saturday morning cartoons, Saturday doing all that stuff. Look at that beautiful mm -hmm. logo, Viacom, CBS, Star Trek Universe. They all merged. That is so cool. Yeah. But I think it's cool, though, because now for the first time, the film franchise and the, the television franchise can become one, a continuity. Right. It must kind of like Marvel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the MCU, how all that's set up. I so, love how those crossover. That's super great. It would be cool. I, I've I've. Not necessarily from childhood, perhaps, because my parents weren't Trekkie fans yeah. at all. But um, growing up, I remember middle school and maybe even some into my high school watching the reruns of Voyager and Deep Space Nine. Voyager. Mm, that's a Both, great Those one. two franchises I was really well familiarized with. Yeah. But anything earlier than that, I really had only seen snippets of or new kind of gists of storylines. Mm -hmm. So I actually decided to go back. On Netflix, they have every franchise on there. Except wow. for the new one. I don't think Discovery but I went back and started watching Deep or not not Deep Space Nine Next Generation. Next Generation. Right? Yeah, I'm on season four, and I am just wait. What the you're heck already on it. season four? Yeah, I'm already on season four. There's seven seasons. Wow, I'm halfway through this sucker. I'm just trugging on through, and I'm enjoying all of it. The thing that surprised me the most, though, Joe, was that my daughter got excited about watching. You were telling me about that, that Abby was watching. To, I, did, I didn't quite know if she was going to be interested or not because she's eight, almost nine. Yeah. And she's she's right at that age where that's something that would kind of start piquing interest, but she's so into space and that's science cool. and all the stuff. That the, and this is obviously sci-fi, but she's like getting to know the characters. She's mm -hmm. getting involved with the storyline. Mm -hmm. She's asking me questions. And even at the dinner table, she's making Star Trek references that just make me crack up. That has to be and a proud mom moment. My husband and my son are just like, uh, what the heck are you talking about? So that's kind of a proud geek moment. <clears throat> that is a proud mom geek moment. passing on that to the next generation. The next generation just, to the next. See what I did oh, there? Yeah. Okay. Snap. We all can right. stop all the Yeah, you, you're now. just. You, all right. Speaking <laughs> of Star Trek, before we move on, I'm really excited for to see Picard. I'm just going to say that. Yes. All right. 
All right, so from Star Trek to Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise hasn't seen the last of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, it was announced on Thursday, it was confirmed that Ewan McGregor, you know, hello, McGregor, is set to reprise his role in a current untitled series for the, excuse me, the Disney Plus streaming service. Now, reports are that the series could span six or eight episodes, possibly. And fans had already begun to speculate that McGregor would be returning to the franchise after a report claimed that he had signed a contract to do so. Now, this comes after years of rumors and speculations have hinted that Lucasfilm further exploring Obi-Wan's story in some of the form or fashion, and it's going to look like it's going to come to frugality now. An Obi-Wan movie was believed to be put into development in May 2018. Remember, we talked about that on Pop X Cast, and we always wondered, like, what happened to that? Gonna, yeah. yeah. Which Stephen uh, Daldry being brought on to potentially direct. Now, months later, here we are in the present day, McGregor himself has squashed that reporting, hinting that there were no plans for it to happen at that time. Mm. Instead, it's going to be happening on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I have like a little bit of a schoolgirl crush just in general with Ewan McGregor yeah. before yeah. he decided to come all over to the, the, <laughs> the light side of the force. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> the fact that he can sing and dance and throw around a lightsaber like nobody's business, yeah. I am totally 100,000% excited. About and, and let's not forget to put out a picture of Ewan McGregor during Easter time. <laughs> <laughs> Just for those that are intuitively inclined. All right, so Mike says he has some news for us this week uh, coming from the world of Stranger Things. Mike, what is... Uh, oh, I love anything What do you got here for us, Mike? Uh, Mr. Mike Ippolito, I think he's... On. No, it's not so much uh, news. It's uh, more of a another purchase. Oh, show um, and tell. When we had the, originally did this... <laughs> I like show and tell. The, uh, Stranger Things episode, <laughs> I had picked up a... Uh, special edition vinyl box set uh, from oh, the soundtrack, no. and now I have my next installment. Oh no! Look Come at the children, artwork. Come children, gather around the carpet. Sit around in a circle. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's, uh, from season three. And this is all LP vinyl, oh, right? Oh, with the scrunchie and the neon space flags. Yes, these are. Goodness. That's a nice. This is the set. actual soundtrack, not the original score soundtrack, but this was a special edition um, that comes with. Uh, Bunch of stickers from, from the show. Wow. Here's uh, one I'll have to kind of cover up a little bit. I scream uh, for life. Those from the show. Nice. <laughs> and uh, also uh, a mini poster. Sticker. Can I have the censored sticker? That it comes with it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't need it. And oh. also it comes with the 45. A 45? Of the never-ending story. No. Yeah, as some no. in the actual in the show. Shut up. Yes. Wow. That's the coolest the, dang the thing ever. And it's a, and, uh, what's her face? Yeah. Now, what is the record? Oh. And a special edition 180 gram vinyl. God. That's so pretty. That is amazing looking, dude. And this is a uh, Urban Outfitters exclusive. Urban Outfitters? Uh, they're the only ones they have. There are other variations. Is uh, I think a blue or purple vinyl, but this one kind of, you know, piqued my interest to have the orange vinyl. Can I just have one of each? But, uh, that's know. one wow. of the songs from The Who. That's I don't amazing. even know if I would ever take it out of the package if I owned it. I just want to say that I have it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That man. is beautiful, geeky goodness right but, there. That's awesome. Well, listen, we're going to round so, out the uh, news. I have the next one. 
uh, original original soundtrack from um, the original uh, orchestra soundtrack that's not available until October, and that also has a special edition vinyl that has the fireworks like from from in the show as well. What? Yeah. So they That'll made like a, a firework pattern on the vinyl LP. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. You have yeah. to show that when you get it in. You'll have to. You'll have to I show us. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, man. So we're going to continue on here. It is 921, and um, I guess Mike's going to be hanging out too here for a little bit as well and yeah. in, in shortly. Mike, you always find the best stuff. I know. He, you uh, really do. Mike has the coolest home. collection. If you've never, I mean, his house is literally a walking museum of comic book retro geeky glory. I've seen some pictures when you've been visiting. I just like scope the background like all yeah. creepy stalker-like. He has like, look at, the, look, at the, <laughs> look, at look at the Doctor Who stuff over his shoulder. I mean... All the, yeah. all the pictures with all the, I assume they're autographed now, over look, there. You see, you see on, on over his left shoulder, you see those uh, multicolor, those are silks from Ready Player One that were printed overseas. They are oh, silks. Cool. They're not, they're not paper or parchment or they are silks printed. Yeah, it's a silk material. Never seen that before in my life. It's, it's the raddest thing ever. All right, so I'm going to unlock the seat here and we're going to actually invite our guest, Mr. Matt sanders on board he's going to be coming in here and joining us right now and i'm so excited to have this guy on oh my god he lives and breathes <laughs> what's up dude hey. look at your background man you know i, I had to get ready man dude ready. And believe it or not this is my office so. so you're at you're at your office I am. rumor has it rumor has it there is a proton pack hanging in your office there would be, let's see if I can get it all the way. I back see it. There, I see it. Right above my stay puff. Right oh my um, gosh. That is so rad, dude. So, cool. man, welcome to the show. This is, uh, this is Mr. Matt Sanders uh, from, uh, well, I mean, from the containment unit. Uh, my gosh, dude, it's so great to have you on here. I've been so excited to talk about Ghostbusters, especially now that the new movie is getting ready to come out and all the old original cast is on board. Dude, let me just tell you, I am super excited because Star um, Ghostbusters and Star Wars and Star Trek was my childhood. That was it. You know, if you, now, if you're talking about animation, it's, that's different. That was He-Man and all kinds of other stuff. But that was the three. And Ghostbusters was right in the top three, man. It was just so amazing to see the chemistry of the of the. And I, I'm sure you share that same passion as I do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I I share the same three minus Star Trek. I'm not a Trekkie. You're not I'm a Trekkie. Not, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't gotten into that. Although I like the JJ movies, I have. I can't watch the show. Okay. I can't get into it. I tried. You tried. Yeah. I did. Your hat looks pretty. It looks pretty on point, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's uh, that's our containment unit logo. Yeah, it is. So it's, uh, the, it's the Moogly holding a sharpie. So it is. And and so Matt, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about this. We got some stuff lined up for you here. Um, right off the bat, this, before we get into the question, I just want to know yeah. what was your what was your brainchild on creating the containment unit? What what started all that? So. Uh, my buddy Tom Henry and I, uh, we were in some other autograph collecting groups and circles. And when it comes to autographs in the Ghostbuster universe, Tom mm-hmm. is the guy. Tom is the he guy. He is the guy. Okay. And so we've become friends and we just got to a point where we're like, you know what? This new movie coming out, 
there's a there's a lot of people who would collect this stuff. So let's create a community for all these collectors. Ghostbusters has a lot of collectors, mm-hmm. uh, similar to Mike and Stranger Things and Doctor Who and all that. So there's a lot of people who collect Ghostbusters, and so we knew that there's going to be a lot of new merch. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming out, right? And we wanted a place where people could show it off and wow. uh, help add to their collection. Wow. That's awesome, dude. And so basically, now uh, we're going to be talking about this a little bit later. You also head up another another presence in the world of the internets that is like one of the founding, what do you, home base of autographs, right? Yeah, that's that's my personal. So it's called the Auto Grotto. Uh, that's more of where I share my personal collection. <laughs> um, and it's more Star Wars based. Right. Um, and so I've done interviews with Star Wars cast and crew, and uh, we post them up there. And, uh, and so that's kind of my personal hub, but uh, containment units more of a community. Right. Well, let, let's 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 get into this because I want to dive into this world. I want to get to understand what is what is a containment unit. What is all this about? Sure. Where, yeah. where how do you get involved in this? So let's sure. dial it back to the '80s. You know, let's let's take a time. Let's take Doc Brown's DeLorean and go all the way back. So here's a young little spry Matt. You know, he's bouncing around the living room and he's playing in his childhood home and he's got your proton back on your back and you got your ghost trap out. So tell us, how did your love for Ghostbusters begin? How did that all formulate? You know, I I think a large part of it was the animated show, the real Ghostbusters. I was a huge fan of the show. Wow. So I was maybe TMI. I was born in 84, so the year that the, the original movie came out. So I was not able to see that when it, in the original release in theater, but I was all about the show. Mm. And then I was all about Ghostbusters too. I know that this may be a divisive statement, but I prefer the second film. I, I love Ghostbusters too. Um, I don't know that it's a better film, but as far as my personal favorite, it's Ghostbusters. It's the one you connect with. Exactly. Yeah. And so I would, I watched the show. Um, I remember for my sixth birthday, um, my parents had set up a lot of, a lot going into it about their house being haunted and there were these ghost sightings and all these things. All of a sudden for my sixth birthday, here comes Ecto uh, right down the street. Ghostbusters came to my birthday. They, uh, so that, that was a huge moment for me. And then I think the other thing, um, and, and this is got me excited for Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, the show at Universal Studios. Do you guys remember that show? I, I I have seen the show recorded on VHS tape, but I have never personally got to see it. Oh, it I was, was one so that actually good. attended it. Wait, wait, Mike, yeah, you seen man. it? Yeah, I've been to it. I was there once uh, when Universal first opened. They had that show, and it actually, for the time, it was pretty amazing. Wow, it was it was incredible. And a fun fact: Wayne Brady was the original Winston. Uh, one of the original Winstons in that. Are show. you serious? Oh, that's yeah. serious. Yeah. Oh my so that, gosh. That's all really wow. cool. So I remember just going to the theme park and that's where I bought my flight suits and that's where there was so much cool merchandise. And so, yeah, for me, it was definitely the cartoon. So that, that was, I love that. thing. The cartoon was awesome. I remember watching that many mornings while consuming some fruity pebbles and enjoying Slimer and all the friends. And I loved it. I loved the take on the animated series because it made Slimer and the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man the heroes. They were on the side of the Ghostbusters and they were like, 
you know, Stafe Puff was the big Goliath that would go into battle and, and help out the Ghostbusters in the moment. It was yep. so cool. My favorite episode, I'll have to share this. My favorite animated episode is when they actually went into the containment unit. You remember that one? Okay. It was a two-part yep. series. Yep. 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 Uh, there's, I mean, there's so many great characters. And, uh, oh, yeah. Ghosts and specters. And it, was, it was so rich in characters that it was just every week was a great episode. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Mike, what do you got for uh, Mr. Matt here? Uh, what do you feel is the imp- impact uh, the Ghostbusters franchise has had on pop culture today? And do you feel a revival of sorts coming from the new film in 2020? Mm. That's a big question. That's a deep one. Uh, so, man, I, the impact <laughs> on culture is huge. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I personally think the first movie, it's almost perfect story-wise. When you think about a movie, it's like it's almost as perfect as it can get when it comes to story. Uh, the special effects were incredible, and they still look good today. Yes, they do. Um, you look at just the action, the humor, and I don't know. Joe, maybe you can correct me here. I don't know that there's a better all-around cast than the original Ghostbusters, especially comedic. Yeah, when you when you when I, I mean, you you look at uh, Bill Murray and Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis, Ernie Hudson, yep. uh, Sigourney Weaver, Rick Moran. I mean, it's just amazing. Annie Potts, um, <laughs> yep. and the way that they just worked together and they would improv and man, it was so good. But I think like so. Here's what's crazy. I was in church this morning. Okay, Joe. I don't know if you caught this, but our pastor. He did use a line from Ghostbusters in the sermon. He did, and uh, so I, we're, we're talking about Keymaster and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> it's just you're talking about the one-liners. Yeah, that uh, just Are you the infiltrated our common language today. Um, it's just the impact is huge. It's it is huge. huge, and I don't know that we'd have these massive budget comedy comedic films that we do today if it weren't for Ghostbusters. So that's that. But then it, you mentioned this new movie, man. Wow. Uh, I'm excited. It, it's going to be nostalgia crazy. Um, I don't know a whole lot about what it's going to be. There's some theories floating around. I'm trying to keep clean. Yeah. Um, and keep, thing, keep things unspoiled. So, yeah, I was going to ask, love- are you, are you, are you refraining from spoilers and, and pictures that are, fans are posting? Are you refraining from all that? I'm not actively seeking it out. So, okay. Uh, well, if he just it, accidentally stumbles upon it, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah. going to read. I'm going to look. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, there's been a lot of stuff coming out about the car, and yeah. which I, I love it. It looks so cool. Um, there's some um, there's some stuff coming out that way. And I don't, I just, I'm trying not to ruin the stories. I understand. Yeah. I love that Ivan's son is directing it. I think Jason's going to do a great job. And yeah. I think it's so I, to answer your question, yes, I think there's a lot of hype building up to this film. And I think there's a lot of people hopeful that it will be the film that the one in 2016 was not. Oh, man. You know, and, and, and going back here for a second, and I'm going to let Lindsay have it, but I just wanted to share something. You were talking about the overall hype of pop culture that has this. Yeah. All right, so we have this perfect storm of comedy. You know, you have Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Harold Ramis. Yep. Harold Ramis yep. went on to write how many television shows and, and oh, yeah. films? I mean, the so guy the best was... episodes of The Office was directed and written by Harold, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, you're right. I love the and so you get those together, and then you, you throw in a couple other 
you know, significant others like uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver and all them other ones, uh, very seasoned actors and actresses. It was just a perfect storm of comedy. And I just remember so many moments like, you know, did, you didn't sleep with a slime, did you? You did. <laughs> just funny moments. It's just like that a scientist, a nerdy, geeky scientist would do. And, oh, my God, there's a fire pole. We're going to use a fire pole. And, you know, I was like, I guess we'll take it. <laughs> I, I was I, I just read that uh, there's a scene where uh, Lewis Tully, played by Rick Moranis, mm-hmm. is having the party in his apartment. And I was told that there's one continuous shot of just 60 seconds of him freestyling. Really? Just making up that right. whole dialogue about so-and-so doing this. And, and it, it's so good. Bill Murray, uh, some of the, if you watch any of the deleted scenes, just his freestyling and the lines that he created, like, wow. back off, man, I'm a scientist, like stuff like that. Yeah. He's just making up on the spot. And it's stuff wow. that well, they, we, we all still use. And wait, we may not even know where we get it from. You, you, you look at that comedic pull. You know, uh, so you got uh, Rick Moranis. He came from what uh, SCTV out of Canada. You know, and then you got Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd Saturday Night Live. SNL. You know, so I mean, you got some heavy hitters here on board, and 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 you know, I'll I'll touch this on briefly. Most of the original cast, with the exception of the late Harold Ramis, is coming back. We do we have a definitive on Rick Moranis and um uh. Let's see. Didn't he kind of like disappear off the grid for a while because he yeah, had so personal his, stuff going on? His wife passed away. I heard about and that. And then yeah. he made the commitment to stay at home and be a dad to his kids, That's which is so really awesome. honorable. Wow. I love and, that. Uh, so he's slowly mm. coming back out of retirement. And so rumor has it he he's supposed to be in it. So. Wow. All right. Well, I look forward to a surprise appearance from him. Yeah. Um. There's there's I know that we've been talking about a lot of favorite parts but do you have like a single moment either from the cartoon or the movie or both that stands out to you as like your all-time favorite either episode or scene dialogue moment for for some i i i can't put my finger on it okay i think my favorite scene from all the films so far and, and including the animated series is in ghostbusters 2 the courtroom scene. I don't know if you guys remember that, the but they're courtroom being tried scene. and they're in their, they're in suits. But then all of a sudden the Scolari brother prisoner goes pop out in the middle of the courtroom and they got to put the proton packs and get to work. And for some yeah. reason, I just love the visual of seeing them in suits, busting ghosts. Yeah, man. And it just, That's- to me, it's just such a great scene. It That's is a good one. It is a good one. I, you know what? And, and let's let's this was let's let's enjoy this moment for a second. I'm going to share my favorite sure. scene, and it's definitely from number two. I have to echo what Matt Sanders is saying. It, it's the moment when they're inside the Statue of Liberty and they're cutting, you know, they're covering her up with slime to get her to move down to your break love, over the barrier. Your love, you lift me high. Yeah, man. I say your love, Jackie Brown, man. But. I just love that scene. I remember as a kid watching that. I would rewind it back on VHS and watch it over and over because it was just such a fun scene. Yeah. You know, there's just. Yeah. I love how uh, Bill Murray is like talking to the statue, like she can. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you got the statue walking through the Hudson Bay. You just see. Like, He's like, "Let's go, baby. You got this, girl." Beautiful sentiment. <laughs> I mean, this it is really great. Is. 
Lindsay, do you have a favorite moment from Ghostbusters? Oh, man. There's so many. I think the, it's one of the most iconic, but uh, Slimer just pegging out in the hotel room. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's the most iconic. But I think other than that, it would have to be the Stay Puft Marshmallow. Stay Puft Marshmallow. I really, ha- he is my hero. Yeah. But <laughs> those two, two moments really stand out to me. He's big and sweet. He is yeah. <laughs> Mike, do you have a favorite? I'm just curious. Uh, it's a scene similar to that where uh, Dan Aykroyd turns around and the cigarette is just barely hanging <laughs> on right there. <laughs> that was I, thought it was <laughs> I don't know how he does that. I have no dude, idea. that's Dan Aykroyd, man. He's, yeah. he's awesome, dude. I mean, come on. That's one half of the Blues Brothers, you know? That's right. So that's really cool. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about containment unit. Let's bring it back for a minute. Now, autographs and all this fun stuff, and, and you get to do. I mean, this is so cool. Some of the people that yeah. you've met. You met Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd. I can't even begin to list all of them. So what are the origins of the containment unit autograph fan base, and why are autographs such the appeal for you? Why, why autographs? So uh, I'll, I'll start with the autograph. Why the autographs? Okay. And my, the easy answer is, I don't know. So, okay. Um, but, okay. you know, I look at, I, I looked up and growing up watching movies like Indiana Jones, there's always something about, uh, I've always been a collector of some sorts. Mm-hmm. I think there's something about collecting pieces of history, which to me is what an autograph is. It's, a, it's capturing a moment in time before selfies were a thing. It is true. So, um, and then growing up, I collected sports cards. I collected sneakers so i was always collecting something Mm -hmm. and um as i got older it really just manifested itself in in autographs so um i'm a i collect autographs of all kinds but i mainly like to get signed trading cards i like to get Mm. uh and uh get cards signed uh and then photos where i have to so that that's my primary thing so it's kind of a, a good mix of both things but i think it is like i said a moment of time it's like capturing that moment there's something about some of these autographs are not easy to get. So it's the remembering how you got them and what it took to get there. the journey. So, yes, it is. It's the journey. So that, that I think that's what that is for me. Um, uh, and auto, uh, not autograph, but the Ghostbusters containment unit. Um, so again, my buddy Tom and I were really thinking like, we, we got to, I think there's, there's huge amounts of star Wars autograph collecting. So I'm a moderator yeah. and a, uh, the largest one in the world that's called the star Wars autograph universe. And uh, Tom and I kind of met in there, but we're like, I think there's an opportunity for ghostbusters collectors to get together. Oh, yeah. So we created this and it was really cool. because not too long after that wizard world, uh, the, the con convention organization, they found out about us and they invited us out to the ghostbuster fan fest that took what? place in LA in June. And so they had us set up a table and they wanted us to display autographs and teach about autographs. And so that was phenomenal. Wow. Uh, that was the 35th anniversary of celebration and all the cast was there and it was on the Sony lot. And so for me, oh I never God. met anyone in Ghostbusters and in a single weekend, I've met Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson and oh my so many other people that I admired my whole life. Wow. Plus to see the original car from the film. Oh, Wait, the original? Good night. Yes, it's a, it's on the lot, man. Oh, you're killing me. Beautiful. Oh, it my gosh. <laughs> Somebody's so, having a fan moment here. That's pretty. Oh. So, Sorry, Joe. No, no, no. Stop but me. 
you know, you really said something that kind of resonated with me, and I can understand your heart in what you're doing because I had a chance and opportunity to meet Stan Lee in 2015. And my brother from another mother down here in the other window was so blessed to get a signature, an actual autograph of Stan Lee for me from Dragon Con in Atlanta. So while I was getting the photograph in Orlando, Mike got me the signature at Dragon Con in Atlanta. And so now I have a personal piece of historic memorabilia with a legend who created a universe. His signature, his actual hand was on the paper writing that signature. And now looking back in retrospect, now that the you know the late Stanley has has went on to the other universe, it's really cool to see just sitting there like, man, that is a moment in time. I can remember me and Alex staying in line for three and a half hours. You, I, I can understand when you were saying like, I can remember the moment, the journey. It was just amazing for me. Oh, Drew, we there at the same time, Joe? Oh, that's the same outfit he was wearing. Yes. Yeah, I think we were at the same. We were at the same one in 2015. Yeah. That is right so, because you and I were right. texting back and forth. Yes. And think about like how much more meaningful that stuff is now that he passed. Like, yeah, you, you can't you can't recreate. That. Now I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Yeah. Do you have a Harold Ramis signature? I, I have a couple. <laughs> yeah all the feels all the feels man it yes do you have it i have it handy i have it handy please oh my gosh we get to see so, a harold ramus authentic signature i have two of them oh my gosh um, this is amazing so, i'm going to try to maximize your screen here my uh okay, good luck okay, I so just here's did. my first one. <laughs> oh so there it is right here and then uh i got dan down here Trying to get Bill, that's going to be hard. That's going to be the tough thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got Harold signing gold, Dan there. And then I got another one right here. Oh, that's so beautiful, dude. This oh, one is. Uh, oh, that's from part. Out to Bill. Yeah. But it, it's written down in there. And then uh, at FanFest, I added Dan Aykroyd and I added Ernie Hudson. Look so at now that. I just need Sigourney. Sigourney. I need Bill Murray. But. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's, I had to find those. That's amazing, bro. I don't know how you have a Ghostbusters piece without Harold. That's hard, man. He's a huge part. It's like getting that Star Wars piece without Mark Hamill. You know, it's just a massive yeah. part. That's a really interesting way to put it. Now, I wonder how much how much of the original story, both films, did Harold write? Was it was Dan Aykroyd wrote a lot of it, but it was like 50 50, so, wasn't it? Uh, I would say, yeah. So, uh, Dan had the huge overall idea, but for him, it was going to be a lot of time travel and dimension travel. And Harold was able to make it uh, with Ivan, make it very real. Yeah. And um, it was Harold's idea to bring in someone like Ernie Hudson. So I'm sure you guys have at least made this connection, but you've got Bill, who's the mouth. You've got Dan, who's the heart. You've got Harold, who's the brain. But it was important to him that someone like Ernie, who's that every man kind of. The every man, yeah. Yeah, the kind of skeptic yeah. brought him into it, and, and I and think with that our was powers huge. combined. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there, there. I, I don't think Ghostbusters would be what it is without Harold. And, oh, I um, agree a thousand percent on that statement for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, Lindsay Badger, uh, or is it Mike? I think Mike. I think right. Mike's up this yeah. time. Mike's up. Uh, you don't just collect autographs from Ghostbusters franchise, but many other pop culture entities. Uh, what's your most prized autograph in your collection? Ooh. 
That's like asking me to pick my favorite kid. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be fun. I'm just going to sit back and watch this one. Am I, am I, can, I, can I get a, be a little loose here? I brought, sure. I show a couple. Is that okay? No, that's fine. Okay. That's why, we, that's why you're on the show, man. So, so, again, I'm a trading card guy. Okay. So, I brought some of my favorite signed trading cards. Yes. Right? All right. Um, so, uh, here's my first ones. Okay. So I collect all of the same set from Star Wars. And so I got one signed by Harrison Ford, who obviously played Han Solo. Yes. And then this one signed by the late, great Carrie Fisher. No way. So um, I, get, I get made fun of because these cards are not the prettiest, but they just... They're, st- they're nostalgic. Just vintage goodness, man. I just love the colors. I love the art. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I would say I, ha- I have these two. They're actually um, graded, so too. Look at that. Yeah, I've got them uh, wow. encapsulated by Beckett Authentic Cer- Authentication Services. So they're protected. Um, and you, can, you know they're real. And so that's Carrie all really good. Fisher. One day I die, my family can uh, get the maximized value out of them. That's a beautiful um, thing, bro. So then here, I, I brought these two. I, I'm a huge, huge Michael J. Fox fan. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> so I've got this one that's signed by Michael J. Fox. Part two. Inscribed Marty. And then I got this. Now, this card, this is probably my favorite autograph in the collection. Him so and Doc. See, but signed by Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. Oh, wow. This <sighs> card took me forever to get. Uh, there, there is no original Back to the Future card set from the original film, and so they, they released a very limited set in Kellogg's in Canada. Kellogg's. And so I was searching high and low for this thing, and so I got this at the last MegaCon here in Orlando. The whole cast was there, and uh, this card arrived on Saturday morning. And my wife, the, the saint that she is. <laughs> Got the mail, drove it to me at the convention center so that I could make it on time to get my meet and greet with the guys and get it signed. So yep, she's a keeper. What a story, (laughs) bro. Um, So I love that one. I just, I just love Michael J. Fox. I do love Michael J. I kind of admire him for the same reason I admire Joe. What you know, you guys do for people who struggle and fighting fighting the same battle is so honorable and encouraging to me, and I, I just love him for that. So. Thanks, here's, man. I'll show these last two and then I'm done. Oh man, you bring a tear to my eye. Don't night. I can't I can't be compared to Mr. Michael J though. He's 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 awesome. Hey Joe, what you do with the hemophilia act, man. That, that's big. So don't, Thanks, don't show yourself short. I love, uh, I love I you, man. Thank that. you. I will agree with that. <laughs> um, I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. So if you're asking me my like my favorite movies, it's going to be Back to the Future franchise, Jurassic Park. Ghostbusters and Star Wars. That's my top four. Wow. And so I've got, I, and I like these cards. These are from the Kenner action figures. I don't know if you guys ever collected those growing up. Wow. Yeah. I got this one signed by Sam Neill. I haven't got it slabbed yet, but then yeah. I got this one signed by Jeff Goldblum. Oh, man. He's wow. got the deep V. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Infatuation with Jeff Goldblum. I, 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 I love Jeff Goldblum, bro. But I love I, that guy. I'm so. right there with you, dude. I love him. He's a good guy. He's a weird guy, but he's a good guy. Dude, <laughs> he's so good. Dude, your collection is beautiful. I mean, uh, that's just now. Is that all you had for us? I mean, is there is there more you wanted to show or? Well, we I mean, I got 
I got my binder of Ghostbusters. Okay. But if, if whatever you whatever you need, Joe. Okay. I I will uh, you know I'll pull it out. Now I will ask you that. I want to ask you this. Um. Yeah. So like, let's let's talk about the Auto Grotto because Mike was asking you about that. What you did. Can you estimate or guesstimate how many signatures? Because I follow your you on Instagram, and you seems like you're posting a brand new signature every week. That's a signature. How many? <laughs> no, it's a passion, bro. It's a passion. How Thank many? You for a good spin on that. How many? How many signatures do you feel that you have right now in your collection? Have you count? Is there a count? I have not collected, or I have not counted. Out of fear of making myself ill, um, I would say it's in the multiples of hundreds. Oh um, my gosh! You guys seriously probably, need to follow his account. Yeah, probably. If I five hundred ish, if I had to guess. Okay. If I had to guess. That's here. I'll show these two. These are my Bill Murray's. Oh, that's the old Bill Murray. Is that from the award show? Yeah. So he did the the award show. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so I got that one. And then I got the young Bill Murray. The original right one. Yeah. But so here's and I'll and I'll say this too. So if anybody's looking to get into autographs, there is a cheap way to do it. Uh, a Bill Murray autograph will cost you about two to three hundred dollars if you buy it on eBay, which everyone that's that's risky business if you don't know what you're doing. Um but I do a lot of it through the mail. So in the business we call that TTM through the mail. And so what I'll do is I'll print pictures. I'll, I'll send them out in the mail and uh, with a letter asking the celebrity to sign it, get on that Google machine and look at the address where I'll send it to sets. Wow. And, and oftentimes they'll come back signed. And so um, it's been, it's been really great. Uh, a great way for me to add to the collection without breaking the bank. Wow. I can't, well, autographs are getting expensive. So it's just the price of a stamp, basically. Really, just, just you're just dropping it in the mail and just having a wishful prayer, hoping it comes back and exactly. Bada boom, bada exactly. bing. So and and so I got a lot of I add to my question a lot that way. That's um, so brilliant, dude. And if anyone's ever got questions about that, feel free to contact me. Let me know. I'd love to help you with that. Um, so the auto grotto, that's kind of what that started as for right. me. It was an opportunity for me to share stuff. I'm getting through the mail, help collectors add to their collection. And that's kind of spilled over into the containment unit because Tom and I feel very passionately about helping people get real stuff. Right. Because there's so much fake out there. I mean, I know you guys all see that in the different things you collect where there's any way for people to make money. They will. Yep. Absolutely. I've seen some forgeries. Off. I've seen some forgeries at cons before, and I can tell. Oh. Yeah, a convention is the worst place to buy autographs yes, unless it you're is. getting it yourself. Yes, it is. Unless you're actually in line with a celebrity, you don't know what you're getting. Unless it's CGC graded or uh, one of those ones that's confirmed that that yeah. is the actual uh, authentic signature. I, I agree a thousand percent. Um, you were saying earlier about how Bill Murray's difficult to get. Is it just because he doesn't do fan events, or how? Why? Why is he more difficult than the other members to? Good question. Acquire? Yeah. You, you ever watch the documentary on Netflix with Bill Murray uh, where he just has the random show? He, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but it's like he just randomly shows up in places and he'll show up at house parties. You just, the thing with Bill is you never know where he's going to be. So that's okay. the part. And you, you can ask uh, different people who know him. Uh, I remember asking Ernie Hudson when we had our signing with him. Uh, he talks with Bill and he's like, yeah, every once in a while Bill will call me, but it's impossible to call him back. 
So the guy, he does not own a cell phone. Um, so he's using one of his assistant's phones. And he's got a random voicemail that has, if you can get the number. So that's the only way to contact him. Um, wow. And so even for Ghostbusters, when we're at the Fan Fest, the 35th anniversary, the whole cast was supposed to be there. And up in the air was, Bill was invited, but we don't know if he's going to show up. That's kind of that's kind of his MO. And so um, Bill's never done a convention. He's never done a private signing. He, if you get him, if, if you see him in person, if you can track him down, he's hit or miss if he'll do it. Sometimes wow. he'll be great. Sometimes you'll get a funny Bill Murray story, and sometimes you'll just kind of leave there a little angry. But you just never know what you're going to get with Bill. So that's what well, that definitely fun. ups the value if you can snag one. <laughs> yes. That's incredible. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like there's a there's a, a comic book artist Todd McFarlane. He never attends a convention. He's only attended like four in his whole life. And if you can get a Todd McFarlane signature, most of the time it's a mail in thing where you have to mail it into his publisher. And uh, so I, I I understand what you're talking about. So I think Lindsay is going to be rounding out the final right. question well, of the I night. I know at the beginning Joe took you over to the DeLorean and you guys went to the past. <laughs> Let's drive to the future. Let's say Ooh. 30 years because, okay. you know, the movie is like 30 years old. So we're just going to go in the future 30 years. What do you see for the future of your projects that you've got going on right now, the containment unit and the auto grotto? What's, what's like your long-term vision, your, your dream, your aspiration for your, your babies as you see them grow? That, that's a great question. Um, thinking that far ahead, that is so tough, but all I, I, I can tell you, like, a dream, if I were just out there, it, I want to be the group. I want the containment unit to be the group that has the first signing with Bill Murray. That, that, wow. Like, that would be phenomenal. That would we be like a private signing? Like a yeah. private. And we're, yeah. we're trying. We've got some angles. We're trying all of our connections. We're trying to make it happen. But that would be it. And so uh, but that that's really... We just would love to keep doing these private signings. We've got one coming up. If I can plug it real quick. Yeah, please. Plug anything you want to do. Yeah. Like, we're doing a signing with Will Duchendorf, who played Baby Oscar in Ghostbusters 2. He's another first-time signer. He's never done a convention. Share that backstory, too. Signing. And um, and the thing is, for us, like, we're not even trying to make money. So it's $25 for an autograph, but all of it is going towards the survivors of suicide loss in San Diego. I don't know if you know this, but his brother Hank, who's also in the movie, he, he unfortunately committed suicide. And so Will is doing whatever he can to not only bring awareness uh, to those who may struggle with those thoughts, but also to the families who, who are surviving by it. And so we reached out to Will and said, hey, we'd love to do this signing where all the money goes towards a charity of your choosing, a suicide charity of your choosing. So that's that's what we're doing. So that's beautiful, um, man. I love that. Yeah, it's 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 all great causes, and so we're we're trying to do stuff like that, and um, we want to help people. We want to meet needs. We want to be leave a good mark on in this world, but we also want to help people add to their collection. So I don't know beyond that. I know that with this new movie, we'll have a lot more people to try to contact and connect with, and, and hopefully a lot more opportunities too to 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 yeah. make those dreams come to fruition. And uh, I would love to meet Paul Rudd, man. I love that guy. Paul Rudd's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Paul He's Rudd's fantastic. He's always got a smile on his face. I've never seen him, like, upset, ever. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think Ryan no. Reynolds would be would be it for me. I, I'm just a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds. I know sometimes he gets a little bit off-collar and cheeky and stuff like that, but 
I, I just I just love his quickness. He's just so quick and snarky on his comments. And, yeah. you know, it, yeah, I, I love Paul Rudd, too. I mean, Ant-Man, he is literally breathed life into Ant-Man in a way that but none of us. Ghostbusters 3. He he's is. Ghostbusters 2020. So it's yeah. like perfect for me. Yeah. Got a man crush on that. Day. I have one last <laughs> man question, crush. and it's yeah. a movie reference question. Does the 1-800 number still work from the commercial in the first yes. movie? I don't know. I've never thought to call it. Have you tried it before? <laughs> I have, you used to be able to like call back it back in the nineties, probably, but I have it recently. Freeze, freeze frame it. You can. You used to be able to you call can, it. Yeah, that would be. That's a mission after the show. Right. You can go figure that out. <laughs> I'll, I'll go do that. Yeah. Know what the number Does is anybody know what the number is? We'll try to call it and see that. what happens. Do you know what it is? Yeah. If anybody can Google it right quick, we'll do it live here on PopX Cast. But. Um, so man, I, so Auto Grotto has a vast collection of, of of signatures that you have going, and then from that spawned the containment unit, which is like where you collect molds, spores, and autographs, which I think yeah. is pretty cool. You know, uh, you know that's what one of Egon's original sayings. Yep. So it, it's so cool, and I've seen this journey where you started Auto Grotto, and now you've done the containment unit, and it's just kind of I want to say in the Ghostbusters world blew up. Because there's a lot of respect and admiration that comes behind what you're doing, especially with um, with the, the actor. What was the actor's name that played Oscar? I'm so sorry, Paul. Oh, yeah, Will Duschendorf. Will yeah. Duschendorf. And it's just what you're doing there is just fantastic. And I think that's the way it needs to be handled, especially when you do these kind of fan of things. Is you're not acquiring it for yourself, but you're doing it to meet the need of a, of a greater cause, something a lot more further than you are. So there's the phone Luke, number. I think Luke has it down in the chat. All right. So hopefully I don't go to China on this, but we are going to try. So we're, we're going to do this in real time while I'm Matt's so here. Right now. All right. So no two three six eight. All right. Two three six eight. I love eight. doing nerdy geeky things. All right. So we let's Stranger Things. Whenever we did our Stranger Things, we show. did. All right. So here we go. All right. This could be bad. It could be good. I have no idea. I've never done this before. Find out. Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. It's busy. Oh, still calling it. It's busy. I wonder if I wonder if actually people people are needing some ghosts to call. You know what it is? It's the five five five. I think that's what it is because in Hollywood they would always replace the. Yeah, yeah, it's not working. No go. No go. Mm, well. So. Wow. Uh, wow. But you well, know what? Thank you for that up for us. Sneak in one last question. It's something that caught my attention right Please. when you came on. Uh, directly above your head, I see some uh, action figures from the animated show. Mm. Oh, yeah. Real Ghostbusters. There was also the other Ghostbusters, the Filmation Ghostbusters. I was wondering what your take was on that show, if you had any interest in that. <laughs> the one with the gorilla? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I did watch that a little bit as a kid, too. Um, you know, I didn't mind it. It, it, it was fun. It was not. Uh, it was not the real Ghostbusters, but it, it was. A, it was a fun show. I, I, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be comparable to the He-Man franchise. You had Masters of the Universe, and all of a sudden you had He-Man in the future fighting Space Skeletor, which made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> then all of a sudden, Stay Puft has been replaced with the Gorilla. So, yeah, that's, that's that's a little strange. strange. But, but yeah, the, the gorilla was—it was almost like Scooby Doo. It was more of like a Scooby Doo type thing. Scooby than, Scrappy. Uh, yeah. So you've got this gorilla that's helping them. It was two guys with a different, way different car, and yeah, um, 
I get but, it. You know, but that was a fun show. I, I actually have that on DVD somewhere. Well, Matt, how can people find the containment unit? How can they get connected to that? How can they find the Auto Grotto? If somebody has a question on them, maybe maybe they've always had a hope and a dream and a vision of getting that one autograph from that one celebrity. Yeah. How can they get in touch with you to, to answer those Ask those difficult questions. How can they do that? So um, I would say if you go to uh, on Instagram, you can go to the GB containment. The uh, GB wanted containment. to shorten it a little bit. Okay. Um, and you can follow us there. Um, we've got, you know, we're, we've got topic of the days. We've got all this other stuff going on that um, hopefully it would be a good place for you to connect. But then the other way is we do have a Facebook page and okay. group, which if you go to the page, you can find it there. I'm trying to make sure that it's, it is just called the containment unit. Okay. Um, and so we've got all that in there and I think it is GB containment unit in, in there again. So, got it. I mean, you can do that. And then my page, the auto grotto is just at the auto grotto. Yeah. Uh, I've got a Facebook page for that. And that's grotto with two T's, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Sweet man. Well, Matt, dude, thank you so much for diving down the world of 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 full spectrum night vision cameras and Egon and Slimer and all this great cool stuff and ectoplasm and all that stuff. And dude, That's I, a great time. dude, I'm I've been looking forward to this podcast for a long time. And I think you and I've been wanting to try to connect in this way for a while. And yeah. um, I'm just so thankful that you're on the show. And I'm just man, just seeing some of the stuff in your collection just really brings to life that inner nerd in all of us. You know. That's yeah. such an impactful thing growing up. We see these moments from our childhood. Me and you grew up in the 80s, like, well, Mike did and Lindsay did as well. And so we're all children and products of the 80s. And this is ingrained in us. This is who we are. And now we get to actually interact and be a part of history and get these autographs and these signatures and memorabilia. And it's exactly. very, it's a very satisfying hobby. It's a very good one. And, it um, is. Dude, you got any last comments, Matt, before we before we say I do? No, nah, nah, just thank you guys. I want to congratulate you guys on 100 episodes. I'm kind of bummed I wasn't number 100. Mm. I'll take 101. Though. Okay. All right, I'll yeah. take 101. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, that that's a huge accomplishment. So you guys Thanks, man. do a great show. You have a great product, very professional and polished. So just keep it up, man. I, I love what you guys do as well. I appreciate thank that, Matt. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, Matt, uh, thank you so much for joining us, and that is episode 101. Um, Matt, you want to hang out for the end? You're more than welcome to, but uh, if you want to sure. if you want to step down. But uh, so that's pretty much it for tonight. Uh, Lindsay, you want to take us out and uh, read uh, read the script there? And we'll, sure. We'll get her sure. on. Um, I am Lindsay Badger. You can find me at LR Badger on all of the social places on the interwebs. And don't forget that we are part of an amazing network called the Gonna Geek Network. For all things even more geeky, head over to gunnageek.com and check out some amazing podcasts on our home network. Mm -hmm. Also, while you're surfing those internets, don't forget to connect with us on the social medias. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and even on Pinterest, all at PopXCast. Send comments and suggestions to us via email at popxcast at gmail.com. And also for future and past shows, make sure you head on over to our official website, www.popxcast.com.
Facebook.com. Indeed. And I am Joseph Burke, a.k.a. at Joseph Burke Arts, all over the web. And, of course, hats off to amazing Team Pop X, as always. Mike Ippolito for joining us and just doing an amazing job, as always. Love you, Mike. Thank you so much for doing that. And uh, I tell you what, man, this has been a fun show. It's been a fun month of, of just doing some cool podcasts and uh, getting to talk with Matt. That was really, really cool. And I hope you guys enjoy that. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And find him out on the uh, Instagrams and on the Facebooks. And, hey, dive into that world. It's a fun world. And uh, you know, uh, cool. We also need to give a shout-out to um, Wirecast for doing some awesome love for our show Indeed. and Mr. Stephen Haywood and the Telestream crew. So we want to make sure to give big loves and shout outs to them tonight as well. Bow to your sensei. All right. So, all right. Join us next time on episode 102, where we're going to bring you some more wonderful geeky news and some great topics that you all have come to know and love. So from all of us here at Pop X Cast, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll see you next time right here on Pop X Cast. Oh my gosh, it was such a fun episode. I don't want to go, but I have to go. All right, here we go. We'll see you next time. We're going. From everyone at PopX Cast, thanks for listening. Please make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash popxcast, and click the follow button to get our live stream notifications. Drop us an email, popxcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check out this and more great content on the Ghana Geek Network at ghanageek.com. Get your geek on! <laughs>